Hey, everybody. It's Timmy and Pammy. We had to call it the Timmy and Pammy Show. Hey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Push the button, Timmy. I did. I just did. I said, the Timmy and oh, Pammy yeah, Show, yeah. and then hand clap. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, everybody. Pammy can't. Pammy's not in studio today. She's she's working, so she is unable to hear all of the buttons that I push, all the sound effects. <laughs> only, only the audience and myself get to hear that until Pammy listens to this after I post it. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it's good to be here again. Yeah, always. absolutely. Yeah, sorry I couldn't be there in person. That's always a lot more fun Yeah, and entertaining. But Yeah, yeah I had your brother <laughs> on last week, which you know. Oh, my gosh. You guys were so good together. Like, I, I couldn't stop listening. And oh. I wish that – I can't wait for part two because – I just, um, gosh, I forgot how smart he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I told you that I'm like, oh my gosh, where, this man, like remembering names of the authors. I, I mean, just simple things like that, but the book, who reads books like that? Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Right. And, and retains this, all this knowledge and just a super smart man, but he's so genuine and, and thought thoughtful and yeah. just the, the way that he presents his his ideas and and opinions on things yeah you're never left feeling like your opinion is invalid wrong or invalid you know he just the way he affirms people you know it's it's just amazing so anyway it was great you guys i mean the conversation between the two of you was fantastic and awesome i think yeah it'd be great great to hear some more of that so yeah we're we're gonna do after thanksgiving we're gonna come back awesome. together and do part two and uh, really open up a, a can of worms just with, <laughs> with everything. It's awesome. just been good. Yeah. It's it, yeah. I've, you know, as you know, I do the podcast cause I, th- you know, there's no money in this podcast, not yet. Right. Hopefully maybe someday right. who knows, but uh, put that out in the universe. But as of right now that there's literally zero money coming in, not people go, wait, we get a little bit of something. Nope. I don't get a little bit of anything. I did uh-huh. when I first started it, <laughs> There for the first, I think, twelve months, uh, the app that I use, the Anchor app, actually gave me like you know ten cents per. You know, I mean, it was like there oh, was funny. there was yeah there was some little small amount, and I guess you know I did enough podcast that the at the end of that year, are you ready for this drum roll, please? Which I don't have a drum roll. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pammy. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Uh, I made a total of $56.23. Wow. Woo. You are rolling in the money. Hey, Pammy, I am big time. There is, there is no doubt about that. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to, I'm going to do some 56.23 divided by 12 months. I made a total of $4 and six cents per (laughs) month. I was, wow. I was rolling. You were the, rolling. I was rolling in the, <laughs> in the money. That loud noise. Was that you or me? It was not me. Okay. Then there. So where I live, the apartment directly above me is being renovated. <laughs> oh, it, yeah. That's, it sounded like some construction. Yeah. And then that was mild. That, that was nothing compared to <laughs> what it has. Matter of fact, it's been so bad at times that thank goodness I wasn't doing a podcast cause it was so loud that I couldn't have done a podcast. Oh, it was, yeah. it was that loud, but anyway, you know, Pam, I get, I get emails and calls and texts and run into people that 
you know, watch the, or listen to the podcast. And they, of course they, they say a lot of things One, they say, man, it, the, you know, the quality is so good. I'm like, well, there was a, you know, I don't know, six, $700 investment to, to make that happen. You know, basically you get a good mic and right. a, a good little board that I got. Um, after that, you really don't need much because we're not doing video. That's, that's the next phase for us, Pammy, is mm-hmm. to do video. And I would like to do it, but I don't want to do it unless we're going to have multiple can, you know, angles and can really yes. do it smooth and cool. Um, because when it's a conversation, I don't want to both of us sitting facing the camera. Uh, anyway, if, you know, when that time comes, I would love to do that. You know, though everybody tells me I have a face for radio, so I don't know for (laughs) sure if that's going to work, but I I would prefer video if, if all the other stuff was smooth as butter and, and and I didn't have to do any editing because I don't know how to edit. So that's not something I even want to learn. Oh, so anyway, yeah, yeah. take some talent. Yeah, it, it does. And, and there are people that can do that with their eyes closed. That's, and that's just, that is not me. So, okay, Pammy. So we did a podcast a little bit ago. Uh, in fact, it, I was listening to a little bit. I listened to a lot of it. And, and at the end, I just had this feeling like, man, we needed to say more. Like we really needed to mm-hmm. say more about it before I posted it. And so I hadn't posted it yet. And it was on, it was marriage advice. We, we, the title will, will be when I post it, uh, the best marriage advice. And, you know, we talked about some of the things that anybody and everybody knows. Like if I said, do you think eating Twinkies every day is a good idea? You know, people be like, well, no, they know that, but yet there are some people that still consume Twinkies. I think it's, I think that is true and that there's a crossover when it comes to relationships. I think if you were to put someone on the spot and say, what do you think of the five most important things to have a good relationship? I I think people would probably get pretty dang close to the five things, which not that I have those five things, but the generic compatibility, communication, shared interest, open and honest. You know, I mean, right. There's these certain things that all of us could name and, and with every couple, there might be a couple additional things that they might add because it's true to them and for them specifically. But when we talk about best marriage advice, I'm talking about at a, you know, at a real practical level too, like not, not silly answers like couples that pray together, stay together. It's like, Oh brother. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know. We know that's your favorite. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I don't even want to comment on that, but like, that's, that's not, uh, no, let me say this. I think that's a good idea. (laughs) I know I pray with Jessica, you know, and I'm not even religious. I'm agnostic, but we still pray, but it's, but we're not, you know, it's different. Like, I don't think that God in heaven is actually hearing my prayers and actually changing anything in the world for me. It's more of a, of not just a mantra, but more of, of us aligning ourselves with each other and with our thoughts. So that's what prayer is, at least for me, I can't talk for Jessica, but for me, that's what it is. You know, we, well, I would say every meal, I was going to say maybe not every meal, but I don't think that'd be right. I think we literally do pray, you know, hold hands and pray after uh, or before every meal. And again, being an agnostic, that seems maybe contradictory 
contradictory or weird, but I, you know, I just, we find it something that we like to do together. Um, it's, it's a connection. It's a connection point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I don't want to, I, 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 Usually Pammy's the one that softens what I say, but I'll, I'll soften myself and just say it's, <laughs> there's no problem with praying together. And I'm not saying that praying together is going to be hurtful to your relationship for sure. Right. But what I'm saying is, is that pr- praying together, that is definitely not the secret sauce <laughs> for a it's, great it's relationship. Not the only, yes. It's not the only way. It's not the only way to um, make for your marriage good. No, even sex is not the... You know, as much as I like sex, dear Lord, as much as I love intimacy and connecting, as much as I love that and think that it is very important, it's not the most important. Right. You know, it's it's definitely not the key. Again, it's not the key. No. You know, I've known a lot of people that have had. As a matter of fact, I've heard of people that got divorced and kept having sex because they didn't like too. each other. They couldn't be married, but they liked the sex. Right. That's fascinating to me. I've heard the same thing. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that is wild. It's kind of hard to imagine that, honestly, for me. But yeah, because just, I have know. to love some, I, for me to really enjoy the sex, yeah, I have to love the person. Right. I, yeah, I just can't. Yeah, that, that's that, but yeah, you've heard it. I've heard it. And it's not, have I heard that just like one time? Like I've heard that type of thing before through the years. So yes, yeah, you know, it's a it's a thing. Uh, but then you know we've also heard people say, and this is a fascinating thing. Think about this, Pammy. We've also heard this one. You know what? We made better friends than we did lovers. Oh yes. Well, what's that about? <laughs> that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's fascinating. So, well, to me, I mean, I I said that to um, an ex boyfriend, and. In that in that situation, I got to a point where I no longer felt the kind of love for him that would be required to be with him long term. Right. And that, but I but I was, could see us being friends. Like that was the distinguish distinguishing you know thing for me was that I didn't feel like we had that long term um, thing. We didn't have these you know the five things <laughs> or whatever to make a long-term relationship, um, you know, uh, great. And so, but he was a good person and I, and, and I wanted to remain friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't I mean, know. This is mine. Yeah. No. And I've had that happen many times. There's several, uh, women that I'm friends with today that, uh, that I had dated and we, would just yeah it's better we're better off being friends than than anything else just the 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 you know marriage or a committed partnership whatever some people don't believe in marriage which is totally fine there's nothing wrong with that you don't have to get married to have a viable relationship clearly uh, clearly marriage in itself doesn't make the relationship awesome either um, but marriage or a committed partnership you know, cause I'm asked all the time, this is my world. I deal with this all the time and there's just so many moving parts. There's just so mm-hmm. many different variables and things to consider when it comes to what does it take to have a long-term wonderful relationship? And we've all known of those couples that are with someone that they 
they do love and they wish they didn't love and it's just turmoil and grief and heartache but yet they love them and i'm uncertain what i think about that meaning i don't i don't i don't know i don't i don't think misery should be a part of a relationship <laughs> and i just I, wonder I what's what's broken in the person that would accept that and say yeah i just you know i just love her so much but she also drives me crazy and i'm overwhelmed with just grief and sadness but yet you know what i just fucking love her like that to me mm -hmm. seems really twisted you know yeah. the, the the in and out you know that yeah i don't know I, i've i've seen so many of those blow up eventually where someone finally is just like, I, I thought that I could handle this. I thought that this would be something I could live with. And, you know, here I am seven years later and it literally has almost driven me to my grave, mm -hmm. you know, and you just, I don't know what, I don't know what that, I don't know what that is. Um, so I would say, I guess what I'm trying to get to or what I'm thinking in my mind is that when we, the best marriage advice ever, well, to love someone, that's not enough. Right. I mean, it's not just about feelings of love. There's so much more than that. And I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit drawn a blank. I mean, outside of compatibility is a big one, you know, shared interest, open and honest conversation. You mentioned this right before we came on live. Being with someone that betters themselves. And, mm -hmm. and, and in whatever way, you know, I used to, I used to pigeonhole that, you know, I've really grown, a, I would say in the last year, and I don't know how or why, maybe just stuff I'm reading, listen to just trying to really expand my mind, really trying to get outside of my normal teacher influences and to really just expand my mind, you know, read stuff that I might even disagree with. Like, I'm just really trying to open my mind. And what I've realized is. You know, I always said, well, I don't want to be with anybody that doesn't read books. You know, I want a reader. A leader is a reader. Now, I still feel that way to a, to an extent, but there, you know, you can listen to hours of podcasts and sure. you're, you're growing that way or YouTube videos or who your community could be, you know, they're all maybe reading books and it's, you know, you're having conversations with them and you're learning and you're growing. So for me, I've, I've realized that when I Cause that's a deal breaker for me. You know, I want someone that's, you know, working on themselves. Well, underneath working on themselves, I would have bullet points would have been like, you know, someone that reads books, someone that did it, someone that did it. Well, what I realize now that so that's, I'm, I'm trying to, that's too controlling. Mm -hmm. I, and like I'm being too controlling that they have to achieve their goal in the way that I think or the way I would achieve that goal is this way. So that's why I need them to be able to achieve that goal in this way. Does that make sense? Yes. It does. It does. Yeah. You know? And I think those are, um, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, wanting someone, wanting to be with someone who reads or, you know, listens to podcasts or whatever. But those are, those are, you know, almost like, you can live without it too, because you have, you have friends that do those things and you have friends you can talk to, you know, yeah. talk to about books or, you know, it, and getting that granular on things, you're just not going to find that person. It just narrows 
you know, maybe one person in the entire universe, <laughs> if that, yeah. that matches up with you. And the chances of finding them, I mean, are very slim. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think you're right in expanding your definition of growth and um, personal development and things like that. It has to be broader yeah. than just, you know, one way. Yeah. Defining, yes. Uh, being able to be a little bit more fluid with the the steps to growth you know what right. i think are the steps and what you think are the steps i mean you know could be yeah uh different maybe you know complementary but different so yeah right. i think because then you, yeah. you limit yourself too if you if you think that about someone else there you're then limiting yourself and how you can grow because what if something new comes along and you're like oh my gosh i love that like yeah i you know want to go back to school and and take this class because i want to learn this well if you know, if you're limiting someone else, you're also limiting yourself. Yeah. That you can't change in those ways and you can't find new ways to grow. So I think it's it's not just about the other person, it's about yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think when I think about married couples, like right now, if I'm those that are listening, if you're already in a committed marriage or a, a real committed relationship, not just we've been dating for three months. But if you're like in a real deep committed relationship and, you know, living with each other or whatever, I, I think that, you know, I have more forgiveness and more grace for those relationships, meaning, mm -hmm. you know, something arises within that context. I'm not just saying you go, I'm out. I don't deal with that. <laughs> I think when you're single, it's okay to have that. Like, no, if, if here's what I, here, here's my list. <laughs> And I'm not going to violate that list. That's the time to do that. Once you've married someone and you know, you're, you're five years into it and something arises. Yes. Then I'm more compassionate and more geared towards dig in, work it out, you know, fight those, like have those hard conversations, work through this mess to see if you can get it to be a beautiful thing on the other side. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, for those listening who maybe you're married, um, some of these things don't, they really might not relate when I say compatibility and you find that now five years in, you're not as compatible as you either thought you were or whatever. Well, that I'm not saying just jump out. I'm saying figure out a way to see what you can be compatible on and see if you, you know, see if you can make that, make that work. I, I think when I think of someone in a marriage, I think the most important thing outside of open and honest communication and creating a safe place between the couple, I think it's the biggest thing is flexibility. <laughs> I think, yeah, I just think yeah. that that when you're married, you need to be flexible and, and willing to shift and move and flow and go and yeah, you better be, I think the word, is it malleable? Like you need to be malleable. Is that right? Is that, a, is that even the right word there? Pliable? Fly, fly, malleable. <laughs> malleable. Malleable. Oh, it's malleable. I don't think there's a. Mal-u-able. And it's showing up, um, M-A-L-L, -L, it's malleable, but that's not the one. Huh. I wonder why that's not looking. It's not even looking it up. Malleable. That's not a word, Timmy. 
apparently. Because that says <laughs> able to be hammered or pressed permanently out of shape without breaking or cracking. Well, that, yeah, maybe that I is think it. I think a lot of people use Flexible. that. Flexible. Um, yes. Yeah. I think a lot of people use that. It's insane. Malleable. Okay. Malleable. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's the, probably one of the most important things, but, but when I think about those that are single right now or dating, then, then I look at compatibility as being a really important piece, knowing that you better get flexible once you get into that relationship too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think, being flexible and being open it just allows for a much richer relationship because it allows each person to be themselves and to, to express themselves, um, you know, in communication and, and who they are and how they, you know, want to show up um, in the relationship. And so, yeah, I think it's very important to be flexible. Yeah. And we, and when we talk about growth, I mean, as, as someone grows, they're going to change Yeah. and not necessarily who they are, uh, at the core, but just, you know, how they think about the world. I mean, I, I, the way I see the world today is, you know, <laughs> vastly different than the way I saw it as a teenager, Yeah. you know, it's, it, and that continues to happen. And so I think being flexible and being open to your partner transforming over the years that you're with them is extremely important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as is being with someone who is, you know, I mean, for me, that's one of my top, one of my top um, five is growth and transformation, you know, continual growth and transformation. I want to find somebody who's also in that same mindset because I don't want to be the only one growing and moving forward, yeah. you know, and having my partner still think that, you know, or be who they are today and not want to, to change anything about, you know, their view on life or the world or whatever, and just stay stuck in one space. That just, that won't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, Pammy, I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I also think you said something that, you know, people about changing in the core. I, I don't, I'd have to look this up to see if, if I'm, if I'm even thinking right, cause maybe I'm thinking wrong. And if I am, I'd like to know, but I don't think people can change the core of who they are. I think people can grow. There can be some growth, but my experience in life is pretty much who someone is at the core. Pretty much is who they are forever with, with, with some temperament, meaning like I have a friend that he's close to my age. I've known him literally all of my life and he's always been flighty and he's always been whatever. And still to this day as a 40 something year old or almost 50 year old, some he's still that way. Like he is mm -hmm. someone you couldn't count on. Like he would show up sometimes but like you couldn't count, like, it's not someone I would say, here's the date. It's critically important in one year that this happens. And if I never talked to him up until that point that he would actually show up and have it in his calendar and do that. You know what I mean? Like he'd have to be the one that you would call, you know, six months out, five months out, four months out, <laughs> you know, uh, we all know those kind of people and yet he's a great guy, you know, like he's a great guy. 
but you just can't count on him like that. Yeah. Though he's done things that are very countable on, like, you know, like there are things that he does that you're like, Oh my God, you really came through for me. I appreciate it. But it's also, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I said like who we are at the core, it, it we're always going to be that person. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, it, it's just the, I don't know how to describe it. There's other things like, well, the way you see the world, the way I see the world, um, the way I interact with people has actually changed over the years. And, and just because I've been around people and I've done a lot of personal development, I see things differently than I used to. And I see people more compassionately and empathetically. And so that's different. You know, it's not, and so those t- types of things change, can change. Yeah. But who we are as, as an individual, as a human being, typically doesn't. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. That that is. Um, yeah. And there's like there's always exceptions to every rule. There are there are some people that really you know have broken the all statistics and you know there's always that one in a million case, I guess, if you will, of, of someone that there's something like that where they genuinely changed. Uh, I forget what you call it, but they really did, you know, find Jesus in prison and really did become a good citizen. You know, (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, but I forget what they call it as a word for it, but it most, it doesn't like, we know this people go to prison and they keep going to prison. Like that's, that's their life until they either die in that life or, you know, get put away forever. That's fascinating to me. You know, that's such a fascinating thing. Rehabilitation, right? Like rehabilitation, I forget. It's very, very low, like 1% (laughs) or something actually get rehabilitated. And I wonder what that is. You know, does that mean that they're not even possible to rehabilitate? Meaning like they really just, it's impossible. Um, like they're just born a certain way and there is no changing that. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, you know, I don't know if it's like her, like an, a deep hereditary thing that we just haven't pinpointed yet, or if it's all environment and, and what you yeah. think and how you think, which I think that plays a huge role. Huge, oh, our environment definitely yeah. does. Oh yes. yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Like way 98% <laughs> at least. I mean, it's like way up there, but also right. I wonder if people have a predisposition to be, criminal or addictive or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. I just wonder if it's like a predisposition that this is something that will haunt them their entire life. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't don't either. And I I know people have, some people do have, you know, strong opinions about that. I I personally don't know. It's not something I've spent a lot of time researching or thinking about. Um, But yeah, definitely is a it's a factor in relationships yeah yeah for sure well ladies and gentlemen um here in just a few minutes uh you're gonna hear a podcast that pammy and i recorded um i don't know a couple weeks ago i think and it's about the best marriage advice ever and it's it's good and i think what we just covered now is was helpful to kind of throw in as a precursor to it um because here at the end of the day, I think 
I'm, I, I like to talk positive. I don't even like to acknowledge the negative and that's, you know, something I'm mm -hmm. learning to be more, you know, I'm learning to be more, um, real, you know, about like, mm -hmm. Hey, um, so no one is in a relationship when it's good ever even contemplates what if it goes bad? <laughs> like, right. you just don't, right. I mean, you just don't like when I think of Jessica, you know, I, I can't imagine us not figuring shit out. Um, and that's good. I mean, I think that's the way it should be. I don't think you should go into any relationship going, yeah, you know, I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I feel like, you know, and this is the world I live in. So, I mean, every couple I coach, they're like this, you know, they're just, they can't imagine ever not being together. They can't imagine ever fighting. They can't imagine ever being angry with each other deeply. I mean, they just can't imagine, you know, anything like that happening. And, you know, and I, that's a good thing. I, I, I think, I mean, I think that's a, a good thing, but you also can't fucking lie to yourself, you know, and you have to be able to really look at things, honestly, have those tough, deep, dark conversations and, and not bury or hide or skirt any, um, you know, thing that might pop up that you go, ah, that's not going to be an issue, you know? Well, well, like, really? Like, is that for real? Or, you know, or is it something you should look at and deal with? And so I don't think anybody goes into a relationship, um, thinking about those what ifs. Cause I mean, there's so many, right? Like what if they lose their job? How would they be? How, what if they lost a child or what if they, you know, there's all these different scenarios that could go wrong, but I, you know, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I think, I think the best thing that we can do is to, you know, never ignore red flags, always make sure that we, if, if we feel something or sense something or see something that we have that conversation. And then when you don't, you know, there, there are those situations and I've count, I've coached couples like this. And again, you know, I, I find myself in a relationship, you know, as a 53 year old. So it's not like I'm a 21 year old, naive young man, no, or whatever, or young woman for that matter. You know, I, I, and I'm not, you know, for all you 21 year olds, this isn't a slam on you. I was where you are. You just, you're only 21. You don't know as much as someone that's 53, most likely, um, in the sense of just life experiences when it comes to certain things, just because that's just the way it is. Of course, a 21 year old can be smarter than someone that's older and even more mature depending on the situation. But yeah, I think everybody knows what I'm saying here. Um, so I, I, you know, I find myself in a relationship where we're, you know, super compatible. We get along really great. We've been doing this couples game. We've been playing this couples game that it's like 15 questions and I answer for her. She answers for me. And then we match them up to see how well we're getting to know each other. And we're just, we're like learning a lot about each other. And it's been really fun, at, you know, but we just find ourselves so aligned that you know un unfortunately i guess or fortunately you know in the future right whatever 
big weird transition that happens, you know, death of a loved one or whatever, you know, we'll have to deal with how each other will be during that time. Um, yeah, does that make sense? In other words, like when couples get married and I say, well, you know, kids are going to throw a curveball in the relationship. You enjoy your freedom. Okay. That will be gone when you have kids, <laughs> you know, like just, you know, <laughs> right. trying to, trying to set them up to understand, Hey, listen, what you are experiencing right now is based upon all the criteria. It's the soup. Like your brother said, it's the soup, oh, yeah. the soup that you're living from. That's it. But if all of a sudden I throw in a cup of cayenne into your soup, your little perfect love soup honeymoon bowl, that's going to fuck some shit up. <laughs> right. And, and so, you know, it can. Right. It yeah. can. It, it so, can, how are you going to handle that? Now, it doesn't mean that it's going to go yeah. bad. You know, it, it, like, I mean, we've, yeah, I mean, I, I've been there, done that. And people can be consistent even when that kind of stuff happens. In other words, who they are as a core of a person, even in high stressful situations is still, you know, like someone that's an uppity personality, they're positive and they go through hardship. They stay positive. They stay uppity. Cause that's kind of who they are. They don't go from, I mean, I'm not saying some people do, but if, that's why some things are so scary to me where someone's happy because everything in their life is happy. What if everything, what if something went unhappy? What's that do to them? How do they respond again? Yeah. yeah. Some people are fine. It's like, you know, they, they deal with it. They're sad. They might be emotional, a little bit more emotional and they handle it in a mature, you know, kind of a way because they're, they're, you know, they're emotionally stable. Am I making sense? I feel like I rambled yes. a little bit. Well, but. and I no, you are you're making a lot of sense. And I think that's one reason why Lance has always said, you know, you get should date someone through all the seasons because yeah. you you're learning that person's way of emotional um portrait. If I I don't yeah. know how else to say it. You, like you're that. getting you're, yeah, you're getting that image over the period of time that you're dating them of how they handle different situations and circumstances. And therefore, when, you know, is that compatible with you along the way? And as you know, when something comes up that does disrupt them, you've experienced so many different emotions with that person that you kind of know how to how to step in and be there for them or, you know, how they are going to handle something. And, And so I think that's why I think why I don't know. I mean, maybe speaking out of terms, you know, why Lance says that, but. To me, that's what that means is dating someone long enough to to understand their emotional portrait. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and, um, yeah, yeah. I, outside of, so I guess, you know, I, I had a couple one time and I promise people I am bringing this to an end here in a second. The, I had a couple one one time and I've had this multiple times, but just one couple in particular, she was a little bit more of a worry wart. And she was like, she was really nervous about the marriage, even though she totally loved him. He loved her. You know, he treated her right. She treated him. I mean, they they had a good relationship. I, you know, I worked with them, did the counseling and all that. And they really did have a good relationship, but man, her little worrying, um, like, well, what if, you know, like there are so many couples that I know that, you know, got married thinking they were totally in love and then it didn't work out. She was, I just don't want that to happen to us. And I thought, man, you know, that's interesting that that's legit. Like that's a, because on one hand, like even with me and Jessica, 
I want it to go forever. Like I, at this point right now, how I feel about her and, and everything I know about her and, and how I, I absolutely, she's my person. I love her with all my heart and she feels the same way about me. And I sure hope to God, you know, cause I don't want to be that motherfucker. You know, that's mm-hmm. how many times you've been married seven times. Like, you know, like then it's, <laughs> you know, then who else is there to blame? But me, of course, obviously right. that would be me. So, you know, I got married the first time young and dumb and, and yet my ex is a great person. We had a great relationship, really. You know, we just weren't, we weren't that compatible outside of our religious thing. So that changed mm-hmm. the religious perspective. So, you know, that was the only glue that was even trying to hold it together. And, and oddly enough, when you're, when you're with a good person, you can make it work. You know, you really, you can really make it work and, and really be happy. You know, happiness is pretty much a choice, I believe. Anyway, so, um, so now with, as an older man with much more wisdom, knowing I don't know shit, you know, the more, the older I get, the more I realize I don't know anything at this point, but, but, but I do have more life experience. I do know, I know myself for sure. I'll tell you the big thing that changed is I know who the fuck I am. And, and (laughs) that is something that that I never knew. Uh, I just never knew, but now I do. And I'm living my truth. I'm integrated who I say I am and who I am are the same person now. So I'm, I have made so many different decisions and there are so many things, specific things about even my relationship that if a few things would have been different, it wouldn't have worked out. But just because I not, I'm not going to settle. I'm just not. There's certain things I'm not going to settle for. And, and one is I don't, I, I'm a big proponent because I like happiness all the time. I like to feel good. I like to be good. I like to be, uh, that's just my bend. (laughs) The thought of dealing with some, somebody that could really bring me a lot of grief and a lot of heartache and literally that is, I will know that was just not going to be the palate that's not going to be my soup. I'm not doing it. Um, so, you know, once we got through some of those big ticket items and then, you know, you, you keep dating someone, you keep dating them and then you see them in certain situations and you're like, wow, what a neat fucking person. And, <laughs> you know, you just get to appreciate them yeah. more, more of their humor, more their, their intellect. And just amazes me, you know, like something I learned about Jessica, she can do accents. And she can oh, do yeah. them all day long. <laughs> like, not like me where I can be like, Hey, my name is Keith Ibn. I mean, I can like, literally that's the one line I can say. And it doesn't even sound like very good Australian accent. Anyway, <laughs> she can literally go into an Australian accent and literally talk all day long in an Australian accent. And you'd think she's Australian. It's oh just gosh. crazy. It's like fun. I find, yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> And, and she, you know, now, of course we're super close. And so she's always talking to me in accents and she's so playful and fun. And, <laughs> you know, she leaves me notes and she just does so many cute things, just her being her and vice versa. I think me being and Pammy, I give you the credit for this. It's on a podcast somewhere. It's, it was one <laughs> of the four guys in the bottle. No, two guys and two girls, I think. You literally, I went in and I said, you know, maybe I need to calm down and da, 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 da. And you, you jumped right in on that podcast and said, no, no, Timmy, don't change who you are. The right woman will appreciate you for all that you are. 
Yes. Jessica loves it. She loves yes. that she wakes up in the morning and when she goes to the, use the restroom, I've written a poem on the toilet paper. <laughs> she thinks that's the cutest thing. And I found out the other day she keeps all those tissues. Oh, that's fantastic. I know. And that's so cute. Oh, my gosh. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that I would have quit doing just because, uh, yeah. you know what, that is kind of corny, I guess, whatever. But no, she absolutely loves it. She mm. loves that about me. And so, you know, thank you to you saying, Timmy, don't give up on what you want. The right woman will love. That's exactly your words. The right woman, mm -hmm. Timmy, will love that about you. Yes. And that's Jessica. She absolutely <laughs> loves that about me. So, you know, I say that just to say that, uh, you know, the best marriage advice ever. Well, Pammy said it earlier, know yourself so that you can rightly know what you need and what you want and what would be a good fit for you. That's, that's super important. Mm -hmm. Know yourself. Don't ignore red flags and try to talk yourself into, you know, well, I love her or I love, no, I don't give a fuck <laughs> if, you know, be honest, come on. And then lastly, be always be open and honest, you know, be authentic, have good communication. Um, you know, yeah. And, and communication solves most everything, right? If, if you're struggling with, the sex life. Well then talk about what, what is it for you that is struggling? What is it that you don't like? Where are you not satisfied? How can we make it more satisfying? I mean, just like have that conversation, you know, and yeah. if, if it's fixable, great. If it's not, then, you know, can you live, can you live like this? Like it is with each of you making some progress or each of you making some alterations can you, is it workable? I mean, do you love the jeans so much that with that little tear, you still want to wear them or is it just throw the, throw them away and not because you're married, throwing it away. I'm just saying, if you're dating, you know, like throw it away and, and look for the, the pair of jeans that doesn't have the, you know, the flaw in it. I don't, I don't, you know, that's only everybody can decide that for yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, the, for me, um, the most important thing is working on yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I mean that, and then after that, you know, being, being able to communicate in a way that is respectful and honest and, and being able to um, be open yeah. and, and then, you know, obviously the compatibility, I think a lot of this is compatibility, yeah. but you know, um, but yeah, growing yourself, being the best version of yourself for your partner and for yourself first, obviously, but then for your partner, I think is, is key. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, well, Pammy, thanks for, you know, taking time on on uh, absolutely on this beautiful day oh. we, had, we had snow this morning now it's <laughs> sunny and i don't know what yeah but uh yeah so ladies and gentlemen the recording coming up like i said i started to say this and then i, I it's like i was gonna land the plane and then i decided to go back and fly around a little bit more but <laughs> um the following recording that's coming next is something that we recorded um you know last week or a couple weeks ago as a kind of as a backup and um it was, we called it a short because I think it's, it was only like 30 or 45 minutes, that one. And we talk about the best marriage advice ever. And I think everything we just covered just now uh, will be a nice add on to that. 
um, to that particular episode for sure. So, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks, Timmy. It was awesome. Yeah, it was good. Good talking to you, hun. I'll and we'll. You too. Uh, I'll see you next week, of course. Love and dating with Timmy and Pammy. <laughs> People go like, what? <laughs> what did you smoke? <laughs> oh, I haven't smoked at all today. Oh goodness. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of of, of smoke, um, I Jessica and I went to um, Lawrence, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. yeah, there's this shop there that has legal recreational marijuana yeah it's some i don't know i don't know all this but it's cer- certain cap cannabinoids or whatever that's in the marijuana plant that aren't illegal of course i know weed is now pretty legal most places right. now i mean it's starting to be more and more here in missouri it is so it's, it's decriminalized and it's medicinal it will be recreate i think we're voting now uh, coming up whether it's recreational and it will i'm sure anyway regardless of that but they sold uh like yeah gummies and and yeah a bunch of stuff and it was all it's all you know above board and obviously they had a storefront and everything and uh yeah i I got one of the gummies and and took it and it was just real like i didn't feel i didn't feel high i just felt just chill like yeah i mean i noticed it i know i can i could tell that i had done something uh but it didn't make me feel weird it didn't anything it just i just noticed all of a sudden i was like ah, i feel chill it's nice. interesting yeah nice so it's it's some kind of it's legal recreational weed and it's some different cannabinoid found the loophole yeah there's some kind of <laughs> loophole anyway uh at least i sure hope so yeah <laughs> Whoops. That's all of a sudden the cops come. Like, oh, I guess not. So the best marriage advice. (laughs) What do you think? (laughs) Go find that store. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Okay. What leads to what leads to a great marriage? You were in a long-term marriage. I was in a long-term marriage. That that's done and over with. We've moved on. I teach and preach a lot about compatibility. I talk about it a lot because it's, it's become so clear to me how important it is to be compatible. The attraction is a piece for sure, but just a crazy attraction alone. If you're not compatible, I'm uncertain what I think about that. I'm uncertain when you just, all you have is the tickles in the pants, you know, that's like, that's all you have. And yet you don't, you're not super compatible. I find that the best marriage advice ever would be to give it to those who are single and say, don't be desperate. Don't settle. Don't overlook red flags and think he'll change. She'll change. She'll no. I don't, I don't even really believe people do change. I believe they can grow for sure. I believe people can grow. I really do. But my 53 years on this planet has taught me people pretty much are who they are 
pretty much forever. Like if they're a mean bastard, they pretty much stay a mean bastard unless some huge event happens that really confronts them and puts the mirror in their face for them to reflect on how them being a mean bastard affects others and themselves poorly. And so they're forced to make this change. I just, yeah. So I, I, I think when we're, and well, you said it a couple podcasts ago, you're not going to be with a project, right? Or I think that's how you said it or something. Yeah. Basically you're, you're not looking for a project, no. you know, a person to fix a person to, well, they're that way now, but I can help them be. Yeah. Nope. You're just looking for heartache. Yeah. I think I you're, yeah, you're just, you're just, you're going down a road that most likely is going to end in pain. You know, when you're making excuses for someone, you know, but he's so nice. Yeah. But he hit you. I know, but he said he was sorry. He's so nice. Well, <laughs> Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. You know, so best marriage advice ever would be really make sure you're compatible and there's a real deep connection there, you yeah. know, know their family, know, know their friends, you know, get to be in their world. You know, what do their friends think about them? You know, what does their family think about them? Um, not, you know, the, no, those in and of themselves alone, I don't think mean everything you know i mean i know great people that have fucking weird families i mean right. you know i mean that that can totally happen but all those things together can tell you something absolutely for sure yeah outside of the best advice uh best marriage advice ever i think if you are married then gosh do everything in your power to be a great mate. Yeah. You know? Yes. And I, that just reminds me of my, my son and daughter-in-law. They just celebrated their one year anniversary and they, uh, they actually came down to the plaza for their anniversary. Oh. And, um, my, they posted a, I think it was my son posted a picture on Facebook or Instagram this week that was taken while they were down here. And his caption was date your wife. Oh, and I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like he knows that in the first year. Yep. Like that just, I mean, that touched me cause I'm like, they're good. You know what I mean? I know that their life isn't perfect and I know that sure. they're going to, you know, come up against dif different things and, and they do. And they, they talk through them, they work through them. But I was just like, if everyone could remember that, yeah. if you're married, you have to date your, your partner. Yeah. Because, Otherwise you're just going to, you're going to only know them as you know them right, right now. Yeah. You have to expand your knowledge of who that person is and get to know them. People grow, they do, they change, they transform over years. They're not the same person, you know, when you first meet them. Yeah. So get to know that person along and grow with them and, and, you know, appreciate them for all of the things that they have experienced in their life and, during your relationship. Yeah. I think that's so important yeah. in a marriage. Um, and for, you know, people who are dating, I think compatibility is huge. If uh, Lewis Howes vision values and lifestyle, yeah. do your, does your vision 
line up? Do your are your do you have the same values for life? And do you live a lifestyle that is compatible? Yeah. Um, if those things don't align, then it there's going to be trouble. I'm not saying that it can't work because you know you can work through some of those things, but you have to have alignment in some manner with yeah. those things. And, you know, communication. I mean, I was just thinking about my marriage and as a young 20 something, when I got married, I didn't know anything about communication. I, you know, the communication I grew up with was not necessarily, we didn't talk about the hard things. Yeah. And, you know, I've had this conversation before, so I didn't know how to approach him with the hard topics. I've had to learn that over the years. And now I'm, pretty good about it. You know, I, I, I don't feel, I don't feel the shame attached to me feeling a certain way about something anymore and being, and feeling like I'm wrong for feeling this. I don't feel that anymore. Um, so I think communication is huge in, you know, and then authenticity and respect and having those elements, you know, authenticity means you're being authentic, but you're also being honest. You're being truthful about who you are, about what, you know, what you're bringing to the relationship, what you're doing outside of the relationship. All of those elements um, are so important. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a, I think it was a tweet or a Facebook post. I said, nobody can love you better than the right person. Like when you, when you're with the right person, it's, it's, it's just different. I think of the golden rule, um, which I think there's a platinum rule, which I'll see if I can remember that. But the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. The platinum rule is do unto others as they would have you do unto them. Meaning, you know, if I like pain, then that doesn't mean I then inflict pain on you right. just because I like pain. Like it, to me, I like the platinum rule better. Yeah. It's like, no, do unto it's like Someone. speak their love language. Exactly. <laughs> That's kind of what that means. I Here's what I, I've encountered this a lot in, in marriages when I've done marriage counseling with people. Both good people, uh, they're not doing anything outwardly just crazy or whatever, but she's not doing what he likes and he's not doing what she likes. Let me do, and I can pick on sex because it's just it's an easy thing to just pick on. It's like you would be in a relationship where, and I'm just I'm making this up, but it, like you're in a marriage, and he's sexually frustrated because they're hardly ever having sex, but yet she's a great homemaker, she's a great mother, she all this stuff. So there's all these different ways to look at this. Like for me, and I would say the same thing if it was, uh. He just watches sports, you know, gets home from work, grabs the beer, sits in front of the TV and watches sports while, you know, she's in there, you know, she'd worked too. She gets home, she's cooking dinner and, and he's not helping at all. Right. So, you know, each can be guilty of something. To me, that's just so sad because I think in a relationship as much as I'm selfish, uh, like most people, you have to work on not being selfish. Like you have to really live intently. So 
I can't imagine being married to someone who knows that you like sex and yet won't have it with you very often. Like that doesn't compute in my brain, Pammy, to where that just doesn't compute in my brain. That doesn't compute in my brain to where a wife could be in there cooking while a husband's just watching sports knowing if I was to ask him, Hey, do you think she would like you to be in there helping unless he's a complete moron? He'd be like, well, yeah, I know she'd probably like it if I was in there, but I really want to watch this game. I don't understand that way of thinking. Like my mind doesn't think like that. I, and this doesn't make me, this isn't cause I'm a great person. I'm just saying my mind doesn't think like that. When I think of a partner, I think, what do they want? What do they need? What would make them happy? And hopefully I'm with a partner who's thinking the same thing towards me. Like, what does he want? What does he like? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And really doing your part to do that. So when I, when I hear of marriages and she's got complaints that he never helps in the kitchen, I've done this. I mean, I'm in a counseling session. I just look at him like, what the fuck? (laughs) She just now said what she wants and you're still refusing to do it. That does not make sense to my brain. Case in same thing. He's like, you know, we only have sex once a month. I, you know, I really want sex more often. I just look at her like, what's the fucking problem? <laughs> now like, everyone wants to sign up for your counseling session. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, in my mind, it's just so in my mind, right. It's just so yeah. easy. Right. He's easy communicating thing. what he wants. Now, granted, if he's not uh romantic, if he, he doesn't please her sexually, that's, I mean, yes, I, after I freak out, like I do, <laughs> usually I then say, okay, why don't you want to have sex with him more often? Like, what is the reason? And I, Pammy, I've heard myriads of reasons. One, the ones I just mentioned, you know, he, he doesn't does, help me. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not romantic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's whatever. He, it's you the know, catch 22. Yeah. It's all that. And then I've also heard that she's just like, I just don't really like sex. And I'm thinking to myself, couple things. One, I'm thinking, why the fuck you get married? Number one, number two, I look at him and think, did you know this? Because (laughs) did you think this was going to change? Um, I'm thinking you should, if you would have known this before, you should have just taken a hard pass and who cares how much you liked her. Like if she doesn't want sex, probably she's not going to like sex anytime. Right. And doesn't matter if you're married. So like, you know, shame on you for, going down that road right yep. like own it. yeah yeah i mean own was he it. ever was he ever romantic like i mean that makes a difference it does well but i thought he would become romantic that's the and thing. that's yeah. where you made the mistake yep. you know yep. you thought he would become something other than what he is yes that's why i you married the fantasy you didn't marry the person you yeah yeah gotta marry the person yes you yeah, a wishing and a hoping and a doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Doesn't work. It's you're just begging for a heartache. Yeah. So I I it, so if you're single, if you 
to me, what you did to get him, you got to do to keep him. Mm -hmm. You've said that from day I, I one. I have. I say that all the time because I <laughs> yes. truly believe it. If yeah. so, just like your your son said, um, dating your spouse, dating your partner, that's so critically important. And and that in and of itself, you know, not gonna make everything like it fixed all of our problems, but it definitely could be a real plus. It's a very it's part of my premarital package that I teach the practicality of a relationship, date each other, be romantic, be creative, have surprises, you know, like <laughs> keep things cleaned up. Like don't, you know, I've said this before. It's one of my most frustrating, irritated things that I've ever experienced. A couple gets divorced and Man, they get in shape. <laughs> she gets fake fucking boobs, gets her teeth all whitened. And, you know, and he does the same. He gets a wash bag, you know, flat stomach, uh, abs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you do that during the marriage? <laughs> like that to me. Now, I say this to, to people when they're getting married. I, the, every couple that I marry, if they take my premarital, I get into this. And I get as amped up as I am right now. I get so amped up about this. Stay hot for each other. Yes. Stay, stay like, don't quit. Like you captured her heart. Guess what, buddy? You got to keep capturing her heart yeah. forever. Because if you quit, someone else is going to capture her heart. Absolutely. And vice versa. If you were fucking like monkeys and all the crazy stuff that we do when we're dating, <laughs> you better keep that up. Yes. Like now outside of, you've said this before and I'm going to say it because I can hear you in my head saying it. <laughs> Good. Outside <laughs> of some kind of medical issue and some, obviously I'm not an asshole. So outside of that, if you're functioning, everything's right. You should be connecting a lot. You should be connecting, especially, I mean, if that was, if you were sexual in your dating, then that means that you should be sexual forever. Like, like if you're romantic, then you should be romantic forever. Right. If you're fun, you should be fun forever. Like <laughs> the person that you presented to this person, if you're romantic and caring and thoughtful, you need to stay that way. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to date someone for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, to get to know those. It's the one year thing. Yeah. Yeah. One year. Yeah. That's, I think Lance was, I think he read a book or was it a friend that said, you know, before you would ever marry someone, you should date at least one year. Yep. You know, and so through all the seasons, so he's, funny, the, he's through the holiday. Seasons that's right. Through the holiday this, seasons. Yeah. It was funny. Cause Lance, Lance and I were talking. He's like, he goes, I noticed that, uh, you're getting married just after your one year. <laughs> And he of said, course he would notice that. Yeah, he did. But he said, because, you know, I find that unique. He goes, because you are basically, you're keeping that rule. Yeah. You're not going to get married until you've been through all the seasons. Yeah. Yes, we've already planned it. We're getting married. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're good. But that was also intentional is that, you know, we were talking about how much we loved each other. I was like, I just, I like that year. I like mm -hmm. that. There's something about that, that I thought. Yeah, I would like to hold to that, yeah. you know? So, yeah, so a little bit just past our one-year mark, we'll be getting married um, and, you know, have spent 
you know, all the seasons together by yeah. that time. So, yeah. you know. Well, and you're spending a lot of time together now, oh, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, you're yeah. definitely, you're killing it in that. Yeah. That area. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of time. Yeah, we expedited it just because of, of the amount of time. Yeah, I mean, right. we're, she doesn't live with me. She does, but she doesn't. Yeah. You know, we, she still has her apartment. I still have my apartment just because we had just signed leases. And so. Um, well, and it's smart too. And I'm not saying, I mean, I know you. Not because of the, just in case. Right. Right. But, right. but that, that is, I mean, that's still important. Like if, you know, if something went down, you still got your place, you still got her place and yeah, you know, the wedding could be canceled and not, yeah. I, that is not happening. Right. Right. And, you right, know, right. I, I know that, but that's just, that. that's real but that's, though. But that's so smart. I mean, people who like, I agree with that one year, yeah. you know, minimum of, of getting to know someone. Um, so it, it saddens me when people be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just going to move in with them after five months. It just, yeah. you don't know them well enough and you give yeah. up all of your life, you know, the things that you have established yeah. for that person and then it doesn't work out. Then you've got to reestablish yourself. So it, you know, and I'm not saying cause that can happen in any relationship, sure. but play it smart, Yeah, you know, at least. and. Yeah, and ha yeah, have you, that. Uh, yeah. Definitely, don't have to be the statistic ever, but right. but yeah. You know, let's be, but just be real. I right. Mean, be, yes. Forty or fifty percent of every every marriage fails. Um, so that's I don't think it's not like oh I'm doing this just in case it doesn't work out. Well, that's not my mind at all. That ours is a, a, a legitimate right. reason. Yes. Um, but you know, I mean, it, I have no idea outs outside of what I know. Exactly. You know, and, and I think anybody, I've never done a marriage, uh, for any couple that went into it thinking, you know, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, whatever, you know, like, right. Nobody, every, no, that. you always yeah. go into it a hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it. I'm yes. going in forever. Yeah, I know Jessica's absolutely. going in forever. Um, but you know, gosh, I, uh, I think it's important to, to spend time together and really get to know each other, um, in that, in that process, you know, um, but yeah, I just always found that one year, you know, what's someone like in the winter? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's, what's someone like, you know, when it's, it's cold and nasty mm -hmm. outside and all that stuff. What are they like? I've heard of people say that there's a, uh, winter depression or something that some people experience. It can, yeah, it can uh, happen. Which is interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, there, there was during COVID. That was oh my gosh. Yeah. COVID was kind of like a, the long winter, Yeah, <laughs> but then we had that 10, we had like 10 days of uber cold weather where it was like below zero. Yeah. That was tough. Like that was the wall started closing in on me, Yeah, you know, at that point, cause we'd already been spending so much time at home and not, you know, not going to the office and not, you know, not going just to shop because we had to wear a mask. So who wanted to be out there shopping? <laughs> So, yeah, but I, yeah, it's interesting to see what people like are like when they have to stay home. And I learned a lot about people during that COVID time. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a very interesting, I mean, you just think about, and hopefully we never have to experience that again in our lifetime. I can't imagine. But I mean, it's almost three years to me, three years and at the beginning of that stuff, we're like, oh yeah. Two weeks. Two, yes. Two weeks, couple months, Cur curb, curb the. And I still have people I know getting COVID. So 
it's still out there, yeah. which is, I mean, it's good. It's like the flu. I mean, yeah, it, it is for most yeah. people, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I, when I think about that in the amount of time that has passed, it's been almost three years and it's just blows my mind. Cause I'm like Me three too. years ago, we didn't think this would be like this. It changed everything. Oh, it did. It, it changed everything. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And, the unexpected things that pop up in when you're in a relationship. I mean, things like this yeah. can really test it. I mean, how many people got divorced because they had to spend so much time together at yeah. home? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the other thing is, can you spend that much time with someone? Yeah. Well, that's, that's another thing where every relationship I realize can operate under different rules like a couple that every monday he flies out and he works all week in another state and then flies home on thursday or friday that's and that's how they operate that's what they do others work together run their own business together and they're together all the time and that works for them there's just so some people have two homes or two you know one condo and one house and the condos used for getaways for them or getaways for solo <laughs> from each yeah, other <laughs> from, you know, yeah, or, and that fun. works for them. Yeah. You know, it's like, there's just all these different ways a relationship can work. Um, I'm a little bit, you know, everybody's different. I, I'm a little bit like when I love someone, like I want to be around them quite a bit, you know, Jessica works like a nine to five type job. So, and I work from home, so I'm, working by myself, you know, doing my own thing during the day, doing my appointments, doing my emails, my marketing and whatever else I'm doing while she's off at work. And then after work, she, you know, goes by her apartment, gets an overnight few things together. And then she comes over and we do dinner together and whatever. Sometimes I'm cooking dinner. So when she gets home, it's ready for her. Sometimes she gets home because we're going to cook something together. Sometimes she comes home and she cooks like it's just whatever, but we're together a lot. But then, you know, She'll like this coming Friday, she's going to, I think a, a movie or a show or something with, with one of her girlfriends. And I love it. Like it just, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, you know, I'll probably go do something with my son or I'll take a night here and just watch movies or uh, go out with the guys and go grab a drink or who knows, uh, you know, just whatever. Uh, so it's not like we have to be together all the time, whatever, but I sure enjoy it. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, I definitely enjoy that was another key thing for me that I knew Jessica was just different. I never once wanted to be away from her. And not that I mean that I wasn't away from her. It's just like, I never had that feeling of, I wish you would just go. Yeah. Can you yeah. just go home? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. like Pammy, I've not had that. Yeah. I've not had that feeling once where, you know, she's going to stay the night. I'm like, oh, I wish she wouldn't not once right. have I had that feeling. And I've had that feeling a lot of times with other great people where, you know, I, yeah, I just, I've had that happen where they've been a few days and I'm like, okay, you've been, you've stayed a few days here. You can go stay at your place yeah. for a couple of days now. <laughs> yes. Not once have I felt that yeah. with, with Jessica. Awesome. Yeah. So that's a very unique, a very unique. Um, I don't, I say unique because, you know, I have, I only, on one hand, I have limited experience. You know, I got married really young and was in a long-term relation marriage. 
and that was my life. And now I'm have a whole nother life. So I just am shocked. Pay me. I still, I still, I actually started to do a post, um, today and I, I haven't posted it yet. I didn't know people, I didn't know this was even possible. I just, I didn't realize that you could be with someone that it was, you were just so compatible with. And they, I don't know. I, I just, I, I, I guess because I only have the one experience of, and, and that wasn't even really a bad experience, but it's just so different than this experience. I say it like this, and I mean this in all sincerity. It'd be like if I had a bench press in here in my living room and I said, Pammy, I put 300 pounds on the barbell, go do it. <laughs> and if, and if, and right, you probably yeah, no. can't do it. So you wouldn't be able to do it. And then for me to criticize you about that, that's just not, you're not capable of that. Right. And that's okay. It's like, speak, speak Japanese right now, Pammy. You're like, Timmy, I don't, I don't know Japanese. No. Couldn't I, even, I don't even know where to start. Right. I, I wouldn't hold you accountable <laughs> yeah, for that. Right. So, so that's the concept of how I mean, like, my ex is a great person. She's a great person. But she can't bench 300 pounds and can't, she doesn't speak Japanese. In other words, she just wasn't wired in such a way to, for what I needed. Yeah. And I'm sure I wasn't wired in a way that she needed. And yet we're good people. So we made it work with Jessica. It, she is wired. Like she does things that I just, sometimes I look at her and I'm like, where are you from? <laughs> like, how are you? Like, what did your parents teach you growing up? Like, how is it that you are like this? It's just so fascinating to me to be around someone that I'm just that compatible with. It's, and I sometimes have to pause because I'm like, people don't want to be hearing about how much I love because <laughs> she's not perfect. And I know she's not perfect for Pete's sake. I'm not perfect. So it's, it's not about perfection. It's just about the compatibility piece. So when I think about the best marriage advice ever, I guess it's just the compatibility. I think when you boil it down, that, that is, that is a word, a term that, that encapsulates a lot of things. Yeah. I, and I agree. Yeah. I mean, sexual compatibility, spiritual compatibility, emotional compatibility, physical, physical compatibility, yeah. intellectual compatibility. Yes. She's, and she's fucking funny. She's <laughs> so funny. She'll say things that I literally about pee my pants. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. And she just, she just, it just, you know, it's just part of how she, her humor is her. I love her humor. And I, my humor is real dad jokey, stupid humor too. Sometimes she thinks I'm fucking hilarious. Yep. She thinks I'm so funny <laughs> and, and which makes me laugh even more because I just understand that we're just so compatible. She thinks I'm super funny. She thinks I'm super handsome. I think she's super funny. I think she's super gorgeous. It's just weird, Pammy. I really, I still sometimes wake up and I look over at her and I think, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> like, how was I able to really find that person that I just like everything about her? There's just not a thing about her. I don't like, I can tell you how 
Yeah. You did the work. Yeah. You worked on yourself. Yeah. I mean, in, in all sincerity, you yeah. worked on yourself. You grew where you needed to grow. You shifted where you needed to shift and you trusted the universe to bring you what you were looking for yeah. when you were ready. Yeah. And then you decided that you were ready. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how that happened. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. The, the best and best marriage advice ever would be, I would want to talk to the singles. Like for me, if, mm -hmm. if we're talking about best marriage, like where do you give the best marriage advice before you get married? Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Yes. That's, that's I feel that's why I've started the singles groups and all the stuff yeah. I do. That's what matters most, you know, deal with your issues. If you have hangups, if you have bitterness, malice, all those things hurt, you know, you got to work through that. You've got to, you've got to work through that. You will carry that into the next relationship. Absolutely. You just got to deal with it. You got to get to a place where you really are genuinely okay to be single. And yes, it's and okay to long for partnership. I admitted it all the time. I said, yeah. I'm totally happy. I'm totally fine being single. I don't mind it at all. Yes. I want to be in a partnership, but if not, I'm happy. Yeah. So my happiness was not determined. You know, I was plenty happy, but yes, I still longed for a partnership. I think there's a difference. But there is a difference. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't moping around and feeling sorry for yourself and, and, and Kansas city just sucks for right. singles. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't doing all those things. You believed it was possible Yeah. and you knew what you wanted and you were in the process. Yeah. You know, that's, you have to take action Yeah, and you were doing those things. I mean, as am I, like yeah. we're doing the things to, to get to the place where we find that person. Yeah. Yeah. And also when I think of marriage advice, it, it really is work on yourself. Uh, the, the best of marriage yeah. advice I could ever give is, Hey, really do the due diligence, figure out who you are, work on yourself. And when you meet someone that you, you know, think you love or you do love, give yourself to them. Like, Really give yourself to them, learn them, ask them questions. What do you like? What, what makes you feel loved? I know that compatibility sometimes, I think that's partly what, when I say compatibility, it's it like compatibility when it's just natural, when Jessica's just being Jessica, that's what I like because we're compatible. So it's like me just being me is what she likes. So we're lucky because we, we are super compatible, but outside of that, I would say, find out what your partner likes. I mean, I can't tell you the number of couples that I've sat down and, you know, he's like, you know, I haven't gotten a blow job in, you know, six months. And I'm like, do you think he likes blow jobs or do you think he doesn't like blow jobs? <laughs> oh, you know that he likes blow jobs, but yet you don't do it or vice versa. You haven't gone down on her in six months. Do you like when he goes down or you do like when he goes down on you? Why haven't you gone down on her? Like my mind just, I, that does not compute in my mind. I don't understand how they could know what someone might like and yet they withhold it. I don't, I don't get that unless there's just, there's broken communication. That's, there's that's, obviously yeah. other things there, but it's got to start somewhere. 
you know, well, he's not romantic. Well, I look back at him and go, well, dude, what the fuck? Get romantic. <laughs> like, romantic. yeah, be romantic. That's easy. Be romantic. Well, he just doesn't plan, you know, plan any fun dates anymore. I look at him again. Plan dates, dude. This isn't rocket science. She just told you she likes ro you being romantic. So guess what? You should buy flowers when you come home from work and you should plan a date. Yeah, and then probably she'll want to do whatever you want to do sexually. She'll give you those blowjobs. That's right. <laughs> like you won't have to ever even ask. Yeah. She'll want to do it. And so I don't know. I, I guess selfishness is a true killer of it a relationship. And, and not communicating. I think when communication breaks down or someone is hurt in the relationship and it goes unspoken and, un, you know, it's not talked about and resolved that's when those things start compounding, yeah. you know, and, and the person doesn't feel connected to the other person because there's this, there's this wall that's been built from the hurt. And that's when things start being withheld or, you know, you stop thinking about doing something for someone because you feel hurt over feeling love. And yeah. I, and that's, that's why, you know, you said earlier, work on yourself, not just before you are in a relationship, but when you're in that relationship, continue to work on yourself, continue to own your own emotions and, yeah. you know, can communicate. And I think that's been the biggest lesson for me has been my emotions are okay to have. Mm. It's okay for me to be hurt by something someone else said. What I do with that yeah. is up to me. You know, do I, do I just let it go and realize that it's not worth it and I can truly let it go? Or am I going to keep that in the back of my heart and the next time they do something, then it's worse? You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, it's so important to, to grow and learn and, and own your shit. Yeah. I mean, you just have to. You bring just, up a good point. I, I like what you said there. So. If you ever have an issue, and so you're married mm -hmm. and you have an issue, don't sweep it under the rug. Don't go in, turn towards each other, have that conversation. Yep. Don't, don't shy away from it. Own it. You know, like really look to, to fix it because that's what happened. How do couples get to the point where they haven't had sex in eight months? Yeah. It's unresolved issues yeah. after unresolved yeah. issues, after unresolved issues, after it, unresolved issues. It's resentment. resentment. Yeah. They're not communicating. They're not talking. Well, obviously, yeah. well, yeah, you're going to, you're going to be two people just coexisting under the same roof and you're miserable. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I'm not into misery. That, I'm not signing up for that. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> the thought of, uh, yeah, I don't want misery. Uh -oh. And so the, the, one of the ways I realize it takes two, right? I can only do what I can do. Jessica can only do what Jessica can do. Uh, but with both of us having, thankfully having the same heart of, I love you. How can I love you better? Mm -hmm. Both of us having that attitude. I mean, there's more love going around than I don't even know what to think about. It's just like, it's all love, love, and love. Like, it's like my farts don't even stink anymore. They smell like, <laughs> smell like flowers. Pammy. It's like everything's flowers uh -huh. and roses and cupcakes. And I say that being funny. I mean, life is still life. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not that we don't have bad days in general and things happen and you know, whatever. Um, but in the sense of with each other, 
we we're in constant communication. We're in constant. We constantly date. We do fun things. We go have fun experiences. Um. Yeah, you know, she's out to make me happy. I'm out to make her happy in the sense of you know we're happy by ourselves. Right, right. But I mean, in the sense of you know, she she when she knows that I like something or want something, she does it. And, you know, and I'm just like, wow, this is, this is an interesting dynamic where it's just a constant flow of, of love, Mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, I, I really do think it just goes back to it compatibility. You know, when you are really compatible with someone, it's a lot easier. Like you said, with love languages, you know, I've when I teach that in my premarital class, I say, it's like, if your partner speaks, um, Japanese and, and you speak English and don't understand Japanese, doesn't matter how much she says, you're not going to, you don't know what she's saying right? and vice versa. She's, you know, you speak English. She doesn't speak English. She doesn't know English. All she knows is Japanese. So it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't even matter how sweet you are. She, that's not her love language. She doesn't know. So it's, I think it's the same thing with a love language. You know, if you're bringing flowers home for, and she wants acts of service, which would be like, do the dishes. Well, then flowers are nice. I'm sure she'd appreciate it, but that doesn't say love to her as much. Yeah. So flowers and do the dishes. Exactly. (laughs) That's what I say. Yeah. You know, but, and what, how do you find out your love language? You can, it's a free test online. That's super simple. Yeah. Uh, But I think, you know, most people with their partner, I think would what makes them feel loved. That's that easy. Yeah. When I bring you flowers, how does it make you feel? Oh, I mean, I think it's great. Well then, okay. That's probably not her yeah. love language. <laughs> when you come home and I've done dishes and, and clean the house, how does it make you feel? Oh my God. It makes me just want you so bad, dude. Yeah. Do that every <laughs> day, yes. every day, come home and do the day. Di- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Find out what she likes and do that. Find out what he likes and do that. Try to, I was told this and I thought this was a great, a great word of wisdom. Always try to outgive your partner. Mm. Just out love them is actually what they said. Just out love your partner. And I thought, huh, that's an interesting way to look that at is. it. You know, don't think about what you're doing for me and what I want you to do for me and how you didn't do this for me and how I no, just how can I give to my partner and just bless them? And if you're both doing that, goodness, sounds like pretty good marriage advice right there, Pammy. It does. (laughs) (laughs) I had someone at a wedding the other day say, they actually made this, this is a public review they left for me. They said, everybody at the wedding thought that the officiant sounded like Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) I was like, really? That's fascinating. I think it's when my Southern accent comes out a little bit. When you're doing weddings, yeah, really, I think so. Oh, that's funny. I, you know, I guess. I mean, that I've. It's not like that's the first. I've heard that before. Sure. Sure. People have said your 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 voice sounds like Matthew McConaughey. I had one lady after the wedding. She goes, she actually did this. She walks up to me and she goes, "Can I just tell you something?" I said, "Sure." And she goes, "When I close my eyes," and she closed her eyes. <laughs> she goes, "When I close my eyes," she goes, "You're Matthew McConaughey." <laughs> oh, and I said, "Really." trying to think what's that Matthew McConaughey line that he's all right all right that's right right. all right all right all right (laughs) Matthew McConaughey oh he's a dream (laughs) he He is is. he's a dreamy dude he man he's built jeez Louise I wish I had his body yeah 
He's a pretty smart guy too. He actually is. You know, you know I've heard his book I'm, is really I'm, good. I'm fascinated not... by his intellect. <laughs> right. I know you are. Brad and Brad Pitt's brains. You just know. love Brad. So you know what's so funny is you don't find him attractive. I don't find Brad Pitt attractive. Really? Yeah. I don't. I mean, he's a good-looking man. Yeah. But there is nothing about him that is attractive to me. And, and I think I think it's because he's Angelina Jolie. He has bounced himself around so many, and Matthew has been married one time. Yeah. Matthew is committed. That's endearing. He's committed. Yeah. yeah. And in the way he talks about his wife and his children and all of that, you don't hear Brad Pitt saying those things. Yeah. Interesting. You know. So yeah. I don't know. If that's and nothing no, that's against either. Who do you think's hot? Like on Matthew McConaughey. Okay. <laughs> who else? Who else is like Ryan a, Reynolds? Oh yeah. Of course he's a lot younger, but he's his humor. He's and, funny. He is, he is. And again, he's a man committed to, you know, his wife and yeah. his family and his country yeah. and his businesses and all, you know, he's a very, um, he's talented. Blake Lively's not too bad. You, exactly. But I'm just saying like, <laughs> there's just something very attractive about that you know yeah more than just their looks yeah but yeah i think those two um i used to think i used to think richard gear but he's not, a handsome man he is george clooney what about jason momoa oh yeah he's, he's <laughs> yeah but that's not like is he I, like a sex symbol like he's more I, of like I, a i don't know like oh, the rock the rock is a very attractive man oh and and also again another one Oh my gosh. Mark, what I about just, Mark Wahlberg? Uh, no. Okay. Nope. No. I follow him on Instagram. I find him to be a little bit, sometimes he can be a little bit whiny. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't uh, follow him, so yeah. I don't know. The Rock. Yeah. That's interesting. The yeah, The and Rock. And he is jacked. He's jacked, but he's also, but he's also, uh, you know, like he's a uh, philanthropist and, and yeah. he, again, family dude, family guy committed, you know, all of those things. He does good for the for the communities he you know he tries yeah to do good for people he's a good dude be a good person yeah. yes and he you know he's come from hardship so um but yeah that and I, that's i didn't realize that but all of the guys that i think are super attractive are family guys are family guys yeah that's fascinating yep wow i just learned something new about myself yeah i'm learning something <laughs> new too I, I that's funny like it like if you ask me what who do i Gosh, isn't that funny? I think I just go by looks like, you know, Blake Lively's beautiful Jennifer Aniston. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is an old one. I don't think this now, but like I always loved Pamela Anderson. Yeah. What's wild is all these women are not women that like, I don't think marriage wise. Like right. you're just thinking looks wise. Yeah. Just to yeah. look at them. It's like, wow, she's attractive. Um, and there's a few model women that I can't even think of what, who they are, but. Uh, there is a, a woman that I follow. Her name's Pauline. She's like my age or older. She might even be older, older, like in her sixties. She looks amazing. And she grew up, she was a famous model. Like she was on Cosmo, you know, she's on Vogue or whatever. She was like a model growing up all of her life. And holy moly, as an older lady, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, when we get done here, I'll show you a picture. She's, I follow her on Instagram. She's so beautiful. So my gosh, just so beautiful. You know, I don't know if you have noticed this. It's just kind of a, we're might as well go down the rabbit rabbit hole. <laughs> like, um, when it comes to grandmothers, hmm. like I don't, all of the grandma, my, both of my grandmothers, I thought were beautiful women. 
Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't their looks necessarily. It was, but I felt like they got more beautiful as they aged. Yeah. But I think it was their heart. I think it was the, the, when they were grandmothers, they were more relaxed. I mean, of course that's when I knew them. I didn't know them obviously until I was their grandchild, but I just, there was, there's so much beauty in a grandmother. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if you've noticed that or yes. not, but I feel, I have felt like, um, even my ex-husband's grandmother on his dad's side, I, I didn't know his, uh, mom's mom passed away before we were married, but his dad's mom, she was just the sweetest little old lady. And I, you know, I looked at pictures of her when she was younger and when she was in her eighties and I'm like, she's more beautiful today than she was back then. Yeah. And, and I think it truly is just that, that heart and, and yeah. just, you know, the hard times are over the, you know, the raising the family, all of those things that's over. Now I can, you know, relax and, yeah. and be a grandma and a great grandma and that this beautiful thing happens. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. I've, I've just noticed that, but yeah. I've always been, oddly enough, this is different than the stereotypical. Like for me, even when I was dating, women that were, you know, super showing their cleavage and super like, they might have been super hot, but they were like super showing off their body. And she, that was such a turnoff to me. Such a turnoff. You know what I mean? Like it, I, yeah. Now it made me like, yeah, I'll spend a night with you, but like, no. Like just no, yeah. I, that, that was such a turnoff and wildly I had people that thought that's what I would have liked, which is weird. I don't know. It's because the way I look like tattoos, long hair, they thought that I'd like a big boobed, you know, influencer type woman. I'm like, no, not at all. I'll tell you what, what attracts me and what's always attracted me. And it's definitely a big part of my attraction to Jessica is she's sweet. Mm -hmm. There's that Kindness piece. She's kind. Yeah. She's very kind. But the other thing is she's good. There's something about goodness and maybe it comes from my religious upbringing. I don't know. We valued goodness, but purity, goodness, yeah. you know, the fact that she didn't want to be intimate like uh, early, oh. you know, she wanted to wait for that was huge. Like, hugely attractive to me uh -huh. um yeah. speaking no. of, speaking of i'm gonna answer I'm gonna, should i plug her in no i better no, not, you better not. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah that's a good th good advice pammy that i didn't answer that with, with her. <laughs> she's she's such a she's such a it's wild you know she's a singer and she's so out in front she of people performs yeah, yeah she performs and she's great um she's uh, sometimes can be shy and also uh um, what's the word private? private. Yeah, yeah. She's very she's private. private. Uh, anyway, so uh, it's probably better that I, yeah. <laughs> got phone. but in, I think another thing about for, for me, just me personally, I think everything, there's different things that attract people to different people, but, uh, the goodness, the, 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 um, another big thing for me that I really, really, really value is, um, well, what did I say when we were off? Why well, I just said it, um, wholesome, wholesome. Yeah. Yes. Wholesome. There's like, this surprises people. And I wouldn't mind if Jessica had tattoos. Like if she decided she wanted to get sleeved, it, it, nothing would change. But I think it's, some people find it interesting. Like she hasn't, she doesn't have any tattoos. I'm like, nope. 
You got them all. You, like, you have them all. No, no one has right. There's none need left. <laughs> there's none left. You have them all. <laughs> you know, it's like she. And nothing. Again, everything that I'm saying right now, there's nothing wrong. Clearly, look at me. I have tattoos. Yeah. So it's. I don't. If she wanted to get tattoos, great. I don't care. Right. But she's also, you know, she doesn't dye. And again, nothing wrong if she did do this. Nothing would change. But it's like she doesn't dye her hair green. She's, you know, doesn't have a bunch of weird piercings like. You're getting when I say weird, I don't mean, you know, people, please do not judge me (laughs) on what I'm saying based upon. I like piercings. I have earrings. Hello. Uh, Thought about getting my nipples pierced. Not recently. I thought about at one time, but I decided not to. Anyway, I I just say that all that to say. It's just weird how you just what what you like, you know, like me, you look at me and you think you would know what I would want. And it was not that at all. Yeah. I like very wholesome, very pure, very innocent with a naughty side, you know, but also just like, yeah, I don't know, Pammy. It's just weird. Like, that's what I'm attracted to. Yeah. No, um, that's awesome. You know, yeah. some people like, I like a bad boy or a bad girl. or I like, a. <laughs> so I get it. Everybody yeah. likes what they like, but that's what I've always liked. And literally Jessica is like exactly all those things. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting a hundred percent of her, yeah. which is, you know, that's unique. Yeah. And, and wonderful too. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that'd be another piece that we'll have to talk about that, that vulnerability within a relationship, being able to really be vulnerable. Yeah. And that's, that was something that came pretty quick for us too, to be able to share what my fears were and things that, that bother me. Not like about her. I just mean like things that like, my insecurities, you know, what, what are my insecurities? Like she knows what my insecurities are. We've talked about them. Um, you know, we've cried in front of each other. We've experienced painful things in our lives that have then made us, you know, have conversations about how that, you know, who you that, are today. Right. Like yeah. it, it hurt that when that person died or then when that thing, whatever, like we've been able to have those kind of conversations. So I think that's also a, a big piece in, um, you know, that's how you connect. Yeah. I mean, that's how I connect. So, I mean, it, just having someone who would, who's willing to be vulnerable and share yeah. something with it's, you yeah. at a level that they wouldn't share with someone else or, you know, whatever that is, there's a lot of trust there. Yeah. Safety. Uh, safety. It That's huge. Being able to, I, I actually uh, was in premarital counseling with a couple. And when they said this, I thought, oh my gosh, you guys are going to do great. But he's like, we can talk about anything, even the touchiest of subjects. We can have a conversation about it. And I thought, man, I was just, I was so proud of him. I see you guys and they're younger. And I said, guys, I'm really proud of you. I said, because I see that all the time, you know, that, that couples, they can't, like, he can't tell her that he's looked at porn. Like, Mm -hmm. like if you need to be able to ha- be open and honest, no secrets. Yeah. You can't have secrets. It just doesn't work. That dist- that'll destroy a relationship yep. very quickly. Yep. And what's, what people don't understand, it's the same about cheating. What people don't understand is that the cheater is hurt too. Now, whether they continue to be a cheater or not, that I don't know, but when you lie, the liar doesn't just hurt the other person. The liar hurts himself or herself. When you cheat, you don't just hurt the one that was betrayed. You hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. It's a betrayal to yourself. So when you don't 
when you keep secrets, you're not just hurting the other person or thinking, you know, that, well, if I keep this from them, because I don't want to hurt them. No, you are hurting them by not telling them and by telling them, yeah, they might be hurt, but that's much, that's much easier to deal with than the lies and deceits and the hit hiding and right. Yeah. Maybe that's another yep. podcast. Pammy. Yes. Good to see you, hon. You too. More on love and dating next week. Bye, everybody.